God damn it, Max Holloway. Damn. Ah, such a bummer. Good morning, everyone from Manila. So, what's up? I gotta do this anchor thing more often now. Uh, I, I gotta have more time for it. So, I promise for this, for the next few months, I'm gonna put more content for you guys. And hopefully, you enjoy it. But for now, so bummed out, UFC 226. Max Holloway was pulled out because he was uh, showing a lot of uh, uh, concussion symptoms. And then uh, a, a lot of uh, reports, uh, uh, the UFC, MMAJunkie.com, uh, they were all showing videos and several interviews where uh, Max was just slurring and he was dizzy. And then there was, a, I think there was an incident wherein after after he did a press thing or the open workouts he just collapsed and he was uh rushed to the hospital so that uh, he could get treatment then he was fine and then he still tried you know uh, that guy's such a warrior he still tried he still wanted to fight but um safety comes first you know it's all about fighter safety it's 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 longevity it's making sure that you that your your health is the number one priority so man that should have been a really 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 fucking good fight brian ortega versus max holloway so now we have dc and uh stipe miocic so the match this one for the heavyweight belt for the baddest man on the planet title um it's such a very it's such a toss-up but what I love about uh, this whole card is because the headliners are two of the most underrated, underappreciated, but highest level athletes and fighters that the UFC has in its roster. You know, you have to talk about DC. He's an Olympic res- Olympian. He's a wrestler. Um, he has extremely very good work ethic. Uh, for the longest time, he's been uh, mauling people. He's been throwing people off their backs, and you gotta, you have to appreciate all that highlight reel, single leg. Then he flips them over. I mean, he did that to almost everyone, and I mean everyone. You know, the only thing that's going to tarnish DC's career is his fights with John Jones. You know, the only guy that was able to beat DC was John Jones. So that explains a lot or that kind of shows you a lot about how John Jones is really talented and how much of a great fighter he is. But you can't discount the fact that DC is such a high-level athlete, such a high-level fighter. There's no giving up on that guy. Uh, He's going to pounce on you. He's going to keep the pressure. He's going to make sure that he will do everything to win. The mental toughness on that man is on a higher level. Uh, you only get that kind of attitude. You only get that kind of attitude and mental fortitude on on, on high level athletes. So I, I don't understand why people don't give too much love for DC. But I, I'm a fan. I, I love that guy. He's he's a very good fighter. So come on, everyone, show some love for DC, Mr. Popeyes. You know, and. Um, a very good condition. He started off his career as a heavyweight. A lot of people, uh, in case people forget, 
he started off his career as a heavyweight. So when he was in Strike Force, he was the heavyweight Grand Prix champion or he was the heavyweight champion over there. He just ragdolled everybody, almost everybody. So he had knockout power and he really, really utilized that wrestling to his advantage and that, that paid dividends. So coming into this fight, uh, you know, DC's gonna be entering the octagon a happy fighter. You know, he doesn't have to cut weight. And then he could eat whatever he wants. Uh, you know, a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter. So it, it, he just had to take care of training and the rest is uh, falling into place. So I'm very, very interested in how that will translate into his performance. You know, for the most uh, for the most of his uh, championship career, he's been fighting at 205. So he's coming back to heavyweight. He's definitely gonna use that opportunity to, to you know to go back to where he came from and use that extra poundage. You know, he doesn't have to cut weight. He doesn't have to deal with the process. And you know, he's happy. You know, that's, that's such a dangerous thing, you know. High-level athletes, high-level fighters who are happy coming into the octagon. That's something more to think about. Now, heavyweight champ, Stipe Miocic. He's taller, he's longer. For me, he has better boxing. has better footwork. Uh, the wrestling part, uh, he has very good wrestling, by the way. Stipe has high-level wrestling. But I don't know if that's going to be enough to negate Daniel's wrestling. Daniel's been relying more. Daniel's been relying. DC's been relying more on his wrestling for his entire career. Stipe's been doing a lot of boxing. So this is going to, this is going to be a very, very interesting match as to how each other will try to negate each other's strengths and, weak, and then utilize their weaknesses. Uh, for me, DC will definitely try to close the gap. He keeps on saying, oh, he's going to meet me in the middle. Uh, he's going to meet me in the middle. I'm going to meet him in the middle. I'm going to execute. I'm going to, you know, he's going to do the charge. But uh, I don't know, man. I'll probably, I'm probably thinking that start of the bell, first round will always be the filling out round. And then come second to the championship rounds, you know, DC will definitely try to punch his way in. He's trying to close the gap. He's going to go for a clinch. He's going to put Stipe to the cage. Tire him out, put a lot of pressure on him, okay? Make Stipe push, and then from there, it's either go for a single, go for a double, bring him down. Once he's down, DC will just capitalize on everything. He's, he's gonna make sure that the fight stays down, okay? He's gonna make sure of that. Stipe is taller, it's gonna take more time for him to close the distance, and since Stipe has very, very good boxing, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take a lot more effort. So it's going to be a lot of those punch and duck combinations. Go for the clinch, punch and duck. Go for the clinch. Go for the leg. And then from there he'll see what happens. Um, Stipe, on the other hand, if I were Stipe to beat John uh, to beat DC, you have to visit and watch and rewatch and study all the, the both the John Jones fights. So. If I were Stipe's coach and uh, I want to utilize and I want to strategize on how to beat DC, I'm going to watch those two fights. Um, and then come fight night, I'm going to circle around, use my footwork, use my reach. I'm 
gonna keep jabbing, gonna keep jabbing, gonna keep jabbing. Like definitely first two rounds, we're gonna keep jabbing, jabbing, and then um, get my combinations in. Definitely use my reach to my advantage, and then from there, either go calf kicks, low kicks. Eh? I don't know about Stipe's kicks if he can do a legitimate head kick, but for sure he's going to do a low kick. Eh? So you can utilize that low kick to chop uh, DC's legs down. You know, for sure. DC being the tough guy that he is, he won't show it, but it will pay off in like in the later rounds, like the third, fourth, and the fifth round. So you just keep chopping those legs, keep punching him. Now, should DC be able to close the gap and get his clinch? Okay, um, I, I don't think Stipe should should fall for that clinching game. You know, just do he should do his best to. Just push him off, okay, create more distance. Keep it a striking game. Keep it a striking matchup. And then from there, capitalize. If he can take DC down, uh, I think he can take DC down and just stays on top. Okay, when he stays on top, try not to go for any submissions. And just keep pounding him, pounding him, pounding him. Punches and elbows, punches and elbows. So if he can sustain that pace and then bring it over to the championship rounds, he's going to win. Um, man, I'm so bummed out. Uh, Max Holloway and Brian Ortega should have been probably like my most favorite matchup for the evening because it's going to be Holloway's pace versus Brian Ortega's slowed, pressured approach into what he's going to do. For sure, Max will strike. For sure, Max will uh, put the pressure on. And then Brian will definitely adjust. Brian will... Uh, what do you call this? He's gonna turn himself into a counter puncher, and to the best of his abilities, he will take that fight to the ground. He will definitely take that fight to the ground. I don't see Brian Ortega beating Max Holloway in the striking uh, department, but that fight's not happening. I don't know who's gonna fight Brian Tur- Brian Ortega on such a short notice. They may find someone else, but unless it's some formidable guy, it's you know. Brian's not gonna fight. They're gonna scrap off that card. Uh, which brings me to the question: If someone knows, uh, just send me a comment. Okay? Uh, I don't know what the UFC is going to do about that. Does Brian get his paycheck? Does Brian get a fee for showing up? Will he get compensated for this match? Because you know, Max got pulled out the week of the fight. So, it's going to be interesting because Brian trained, he spent money, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough situation for him. Uh, the whole card is very, very stacked in the sense that I hope people take time to watch everything because uh, when I, man, uh, wait, 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 who's another interesting matchup there? Um, Mike Perry and his opponent, I forgot the name, I'm sorry. That's going to be an interesting fight. Kiesa versus Perez. Okay. Perez has been on a slump lately. But I really think he just needs a really good training camp. Okay. You can't go wrong with Duke Rufus. But he really needs to start going back to the roots of his fighting. Uh, I think his career didn't really turn out well when he started... Uh, when he started doing his own thing in his own gym 
you know that having a, your own gym is fine well and good you know that's business but if you're having a fight you have to travel to your coach's gym and learn from him you have to go there you have to you have to be there every day you have to strategize you have to do everything the way you were doing it when you were hungry when you were not a champ when you were nobody okay? so I hope it bounces back but uh, Kiesa is a very very dangerous opponent very very competent is one of those up-and-comers who are out to prove something um, Francis Ngannou versus uh, the Beast. My oh my oh my. They could probably elevate that card into the co-main event of the evening. You know, Ngannou is like notoriously famous now. And then the Beast is notoriously funny. But he's skilled. So, no ground game on that fight for sure. You're not going to see anybody going to the ground anytime soon. Not unless the Beast learns from the Stipe fight and decides to bring down Ngannou. And hopefully, Ngannou decided to train wrestling and jiu-jitsu in his off-season so that he could deal with people trying to take him down. So, uh, this is going to be fireworks. If Ngannou punches one big, you know, dynamite of a hand into into the beast's face, that's going to be an early night for everyone. But at the same time, the beast can, like, tire him out. Although the Beast has cardio problems. This is like the battle of the gas out kings. But it's going to be entertaining. Because it's either both are going to end up on the floor. Because they're so tired. And they're so gassed out. Or someone lands a big punch. And then gadoosh. Early night. Get the paycheck. Go to social media. Have fun. Okay. So it's, it's a toss up. But for me, I think Ngan is going to take that fight. Um, it's a three-round fight, so he's going to go bombs blazing. So, uh, he's going to take that. Apparently, I think uh, whoever wins that will get a title shot. So, what else? What else? What else? Golden Boy has an MMA promotion. Oh, my God. And then he's getting these old washed-up dudes... To fight for him uh, I saw a tentative card I saw Chuck Liddell That was the main event Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz I'm like come on guys You guys are old I don't want bring, you're, I'm a fan I got into MMA Because of those guys Because of those legends But you know uh, They're probably doing it for the money I don't know if they're having money problems But Dude you're like in your late 40s And you want head trauma you want to get hit, punched in the face. So, I don't know what's the story behind that. It's either they're, they're, it's a money problem or uh, what do you call this? According to Chuck and Tito, they're just misfighting. But uh, you can still fight, bro. But you, you can start coaching fighters. You can have a stable of fighters. You can manage fighters. You know, you have, to pass, you have to pass on and share that knowledge. You have to keep your... It's all about your legacy now. You can't live on your own legend. And I don't know, man. That's just crazy dangerous. You know, that's like head trauma on a platter. And they're, they're too old for it. Not unless uh, Golden Boy allows them to go on TRT or HGH or stem cells. And that'll definitely help their case, but... I mean, it's such a 
it, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's, I'll definitely watch it for old time's sake, but I don't expect any kind of fireworks or I don't expect anything explosive to come out of it. You know, it's, it's just a trip down memory, memory lane. Um, because Chuck's old, hasn't been training, and, uh, he got fat. That's what he got. He got fat. And then Tito Ortiz, that guy has so much neck problems. He has so much back problems. He has so much neck problems. You know, it's only, it's only going to aggravate the whole damn thing. And then, uh, I think BJ Penn is fighting. And Sean, I think he's fighting Sean Shirk. Like a rematch. It's like match number two from way, way back. No, these guys are not supposed to be fighting, but they say they miss fighting. They, they keep, they want to keep fighting, but not at the expense of their health. I don't know how this will affect. Uh, I, I don't know the long-term effects of, of these uh, fights will take toll on their bodies. But uh, if you watch the Joe Rogan podcast with Brendan Schaub, totally agree with Brendan, a hundred percent. The pioneers, you know, like uh, uh, who else? Tito, Chuck, um, Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner. These guys should get like lifetime compensations or lifetime allowances for the UFC because they were there. They made the sport grow. They were like the pioneers. Okay? They're not just batch one, two, three, four, five. These were pioneers. These were the people that that made the UFC a household name. So, for whatever reason, that the UFC may have in terms of who they're with who they're promoting and the new bosses i'm like come on guys the ufc's getting paid right now they're spending money left and right so might as well give these guys their juice man uh then what else i have to check out if there are any good uh kickboxing matches uh, for everyone who's listening and who's gonna listen to this, I strongly suggest and strongly urge everyone to watch kickboxing. You know, there's Glory, there's Bellator kickboxing. Uh, you can you know what if you're into Muay Thai, you can watch all those Lumpini Stadium matches. Uh, go, go check out uh, Sanchai. Go check out Liam Harrison. Uh, Joe Schilling, I mean, these guys are high-level kickboxers, and it's a, it's very sweet and scientific to watch them fight and train. So that's it for now. Uh, I'm gonna get myself up, uh, updated. I'm gonna check out the the latest on what's happening for this card, and uh, I promise, I promise, I promise, I'll try to put in more stuff here. Uh, some of the food, the travel especially the travel and then some insights i tried to bring in some of my friends so that we can do uh, there's more engagement on this podcast let me know what you think <clears throat> sorry let me know what you think uh comment below send me uh if there's anything i missed out on if there are certain things that i like if there are any information that i missed out on just let me know hey okay? Enjoy everyone. I love you all. Peace.